welcome to Growing Belleville Through Community Chats, a podcast presented by the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce to help highlight, promote, and enlighten people, businesses, and community events in the Greater Belleville area. Here are your hosts, Stephen Sedlak and Eric Huber. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Growing Belleville Through Community Chats. I'm your co-host, Stephen Sedlak, along with Mr. Eric Huber. How are we, Eric? Doing well. As we were just saying prior, uh, we're getting into that fall season. We got Oktoberfest downtown Belleville coming up and chili cook-off coming up. So this is one of my favorite times of the year. It is. It's prime Belleville season. That is for sure. Yep. Well, our guest today is uh, Cheryl Brunsman with the St. Clair County Health, correct? Health Department, yes. Yes, Department. I know you just told me that, and I didn't even write it down all the way, so <laughs> <laughs> go figure. Uh, but anyway, Cheryl, thanks for hopping on with us. If you want to take a moment and just kind of introduce yourself and uh, kind of what you guys do uh, where you're at now. Super. Thanks so much, you guys, for having me today. So I'm Cheryl. I am officially retired. I just was telling Eric that I've worked all of my perfect professional life working with senior citizens and have loved that. That was like my heart and soul and ended up with my dream job. My most recent job was with, um, it was SWIX Programs and Services for Older Persons and I was able to serve as their executive director for six years. And then I made the very difficult decision in the midst of the pandemic to retire. And so um, I retired and less than a month later, I was having a conversation um, with the then executive director of the health department. And I started here part time and my kids tell me that I failed retirement, which um, <laughs> if I'm going to fail retirement, this is the best place to be doing it because I am a social worker at heart and have always worked with the public. So when I first came here, I was working directly with the seniors and I was called like the senior communications folks. So if you guys remember back to when this pandemic first started and the vaccines were available, people had to sign up online to even get contacted when we had vaccines. Well, I realized that there were still that segment of the population that wasn't comfortable going online, maybe didn't have an email address, didn't have a cell phone number that they felt comfortable sharing. And so we started our own list of seniors that needed to be contacted once the um, vaccine was available. So that was really the, for the first year and a half, I was helping, especially the seniors um, get their vaccine. So working with the individuals and then the agencies. And thank goodness the pandemic is slowing down and that things are opening up and we can go to the Oktoberfest and the chili cook-off. Um, so then in April of this year, I was invited to join the team of the Medical Reserve Corps. And so I am currently serving as the outreach coordinator for that program. And um, so the Medical Reserve Corps is a volunteer group and it all started after 9-11. And President Bush realized there really wasn't a national effort to pull um, volunteers together if there was an emergency or a disaster. And so we had, I can't remember when the St. Clair County Medical Reserve Corps um, started, but at the beginning of the pandemic, we had three volunteers. And then during the pandemic, we've grown to over 90 volunteers. And those volunteers don't have to be medical. They can be medical or non-medical and they can serve during an emergency or a disaster. 
But what we've done is we're also starting to offer volunteer opportunities within the community, like whether it's the Belleville Marathon or the Alzheimer's Walk. When we see a need in the community, we want to build relationships with our community and with our volunteers. And so we're, um, we're beginning that. We are not quite there yet, but we'll be there very soon where we can um, be doing more of those volunteer opportunities that aren't emergency based. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back for a second to what you're talking about, how you retired and you failed retirement, quote unquote. Uh, first off, I think that's a testament to, to who you are in general and just anybody that retires. And, you know, people understand when somebody's at the end of their, their career, they're going to retire and they have in the back of their mind that, hey, I'm going to I'm going to approach this person whenever they do retire and, you know, see if I can pull them back in, at least on a part time role, which, you know, some people are looking for something to do beyond retirement. So again, I think that's a testament to you, um, for the type of person you are and the people that are just, you know, trying to bring you back, back into the workforce. Thank you. Thank uh, but you. let's, let's get on the, the medical, um, reserve I'm course sorry. that, that mm -hmm. you're just talking about. I did write that one down. So I do have that here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that was something I was, I'm not even familiar with. I, I did not understand that that even existed. I'm sure there's other people in the community that don't understand or, or know that that exists. So um, kind of tell us a little bit more, I guess, maybe exactly what it entails, what you guys do and how you kind of get out there. I know you sent us some stuff and I, I reviewed it. And I know you guys do a lot of um, mass vaccination sites, community education, outreach, things of that nature. But kind of what is the day-to-day -day that you guys do? Well, the main thing right now that we're focusing on is building relationships with our volunteers. God forbid, we don't want another pandemic. We don't want another disaster. But the whole purpose is if there is the need for an emergency, we've got a core group of individuals that can go out in whatever capacity. So we have training. So like if Eric and Stephen, if you decide that you would like to be volunteers, we have some training that we request that all of our volunteers go through. And one of the most important would be your HIPAA training. So, you know, that confidentiality sure. that we're not sharing who we serve or, you know, what types of needs they may have had. But then we also have some training that individuals must complete if they're going to be serving in that capacity that talks more about um, putting together emergency teams and what that looks like and where you might fall into that. On a day-to-day, -day, we are trained. Kiara Jones is my teammate. She's the coordinator of the MRC is how we you know, talk about it, Medical Reserve Corps, but we say MRC. And we both are trained CPR instructors. So we can train county employees in CPR and first aid. I will give her full credit. Kiara does all of it. And right now, I am just helping because I'm not at that comfort level yet, but she does job. We train any volunteers in CPR and first aid. Um, we've got some other fun things that we work on on a daily basis. We're getting ready next week. The Belleville West um, High School like student council members, they're going to be putting on a teddy bear clinic at one of the elementary schools. And a teddy bear clinic, it's, it's geared towards little kids right before they start school. That's who our audience is. And it's helping them not to have any fears of maybe a vaccination, going to the doctor or the dentist, how to properly wash their hands, those types of things. So the, the student council members will be running this completely. 
Um, Kira will be there for any parents that show up and offer them like an emergency preparedness training on how to keep your family prepared in an emergency. And then the high schoolers will have different stations set up and they've even bought some things and we have some products you know, that they can use some resources that will take these kids. The kids become the doctor. And when they first set in, right now we do have little teddy bears that we're providing to them. And their teddy bear is the patient and then the preschooler is the doctor and the high school student is sort of like their mentor. They're walking them through how to do it. They're teaching them how to teach their patient how to wash their hand or proper teeth brushing um, about germs and then vaccinations and different things. So that's something we're doing that, even though that's not including our volunteers, it's getting our name in the community. It's getting that sense of community engagement to those high schoolers. And one of our goals, not an immediate goal, but down the road is that we'll start a junior MRC. And this is just one way to garner that interest um, in the program. So we recently had some of our volunteers come in. We put together 250 um, drawstring backpacks for the homeless. And we were able through one of our grants to purchase some hygiene items, um, warm hot hats and um, scarves and socks. And we put all these together, including like COVID vaccine um, home tests into a bag and then we distributed those. So we had a conference room where we had stations set up and these volunteers, they just worked with us. And like I said, at the end, we had 250 bags that we put together and then we distributed those to St. Vincent de Paul, to Catholic urban programs and all of the um, different food pantries and general assistance offices throughout St. Clair County, just for them to be able to give to those individuals that are either homeless or um, in need. So those are, we just find things that we can do to engage our volunteers and then to give back to our community and the members of our community. Did I ramble a little bit there? No, 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 no. You guys got a lot going on. Now, I, I want to go back to the part with the Bovo West with the student council. Was that mm -hmm. their idea or was that, I mean, how did that kind of come to fruition? So I wasn't part of the, or the coming up with that. So my supervisor, Kara Rosencrantz, I think she has spoken about that. And I don't know whether she heard of something similar about that, but that was something she and Kiara wrote into a grant. And so we did our first one last year, but it was during the pandemic. And mm -hmm. high school students in Mascuda did it. And what they did was they ended up making it all on videotape. And um, then they gave it to school, the students at one of the schools, I think it was Wingate, and okay. which was wonderful. But the whole idea, we really do want it to be the face to face, the interaction right. with the kids. But the night, and that's what I told when I met with, when Kira and I met with the student council members from Belleville West, we said, I encourage, and I said, I encourage you guys to take lots of pictures and to maybe have one person or two people that are assigned just to maybe doing some videotaping of this. And that way then, if we can't make this available in person again, we could even utilize yours to be used for others schools that might be interested. So I don't know exactly how Kara came up with the idea, but I think um, she was she saw another organization that may have sure. done it. 
Now, I, th- I think you make a good point about, you know, it, it can be effective on a video, right? It can be, but it is way more effective in person. And that's with a lot of things. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think especially if they're trying to be their mentor and help them kind of get over that maybe fear of anything, having somebody by your side to maybe kind of coach you and talk you through it is a lot more effective in person than a recorded video. But again, it, it was what it was at the time. And we kind of had to make do with what, you know, what we were handed. And I tell you what, I'm so excited. We're doing this next Wednesday just to be a part of this. We've met with the high school, the student council twice. And they are like, when we left our first meeting, their um, group leader, Lisa Quant at Bubba West, like she was already online ordering supplies for them. And they are so engaged. And we were there this week and the um, teacher, Lisa wasn't even in the room the whole time. It was the students and Kiara and I just sharing information they had good questions they had already put together what the day would look like they they have taken the lead we gave them you know a structure this is what it could look like these are things that you could do but we want them to have ownership and to make it theirs and so i feel 100 percent confident that this will be their event and that it will it will be wonderful for everybody involved so it's going to spread people are going to be calling saying hey we want we want to do this. And then, like I said, ultimately, um, our goal is to potentially open up a junior MRC. Sure. Now, Cheryl, I mean, that's a that's a great point with the junior MRC. Is there other MRC programs out there? I mean, are you talking with other organizations just like yourself doing this? Do they have the junior MRC programs? Or, or is that something kind of new that you guys have just thought of? So... To answer a couple of your questions, Eric, there are, my understanding, about 800 different MRCs throughout the United States with over 300,000 volunteers. I do believe that there are other junior MRCs, and we do have the opportunity. There are listservs that, like, you can just pose a question and just say, hey, has anybody ever done this? And then other folks will just all feed into it. So I've already downloaded and I've got one folder that's just dedicated to the junior MRC idea. Um, and I've not even begun the conversations with others to find out exactly how I do it because we want to finalize some of the little details that we're working on right now with doing the community outreach with our current um, members. So let me backtrack a little bit. To be an MRC member at our unit, you have to live in St. Clair County and be at least 18 years of age. So then the junior MRC would be a resident of St. Clair County, but under 18. But we just we want to finalize that other area that we're working on where we're going to be going into some of our community organizations and provide them assistance. And we're like this real close to getting that finalized. And once we're comfortable that we're where we want to be with doing non-emergency things, then we'll begin focusing more on the junior MRC. Like I said, that's one of our goals, just a little bit down the road. But I'm excited by it, so I, I talk about it. I don't blame you. Um, I, I got a quick question, I guess, you know, when, when it comes to, to medical and especially after <clears throat> through COVID, getting through COVID, mental health has become such a, I don't want to say a hot topic because that's not how it should be, but it's become such a top of mind topic uh, that is becoming more relevant and, you know, more people are seeking out, you know, assistance with that, you know, um, employers are offering more things for their employees and all that. Is that something that you guys dabble in at all? 
Well, personally, since I've been there, I have not. But one of the um, conversations that I've had is with the current executive director of St. Clair County Mental Health Board. And so I introduced to him um, the whole concept of who we are and that as we do training, because we will provide training for all of our volunteers, whether it's in an orientation meeting, we could do Zoom meetings, but one of the trainings that I want to make sure that we incorporate on a regular basis is that whole thought exactly, is that psychological first aid or the mental health, how do you deal with somebody that's in the midst of a tragedy? You know, so those are trainings that we will be providing going forward, definitely. No, I, like I said, I think that's becoming such a <clears throat> a topic that hadn't been discussed in a long, you know, for, right. for uh, forever, and now it's becoming more, and it's it's important thing, and it's something that people struggle with to find help or find ways to go. So I, I think that's a, I think that's great. You guys are starting to explore that. That's awesome that you even brought that up. So there's a program that's about suicidal awareness, the QPR. I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with it. Question, persuade, refer. And so I'm familiar with that through previous work that I've done. And so I know that would be one of the trainings that I want to provide to our volunteers is if you would know of somebody that has contemplating or is talking about suicide is how do you deal with that. But the whole mental health issue is something that we can't continue to sweep under the carpet. So we definitely will be um, offering those trainings available. So thanks for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Daryl, I'm interested. Uh, so, you know, you talked about, which we hear from everyone on this podcast, which is awesome. You know, the engagement with the community, the local schools, the kids. Um, but I would assume, obviously, part of your program, like you just discussed, you know, this was all brought upon with 9-11. So on a, on a larger scale, you know, what does that look like for your group? Um, is there a limitation on distance? If something were to happen, another... New York, LA, God forbid, but you know, how does that look with our group here at St. Clair County? Do you guys discuss those types of events? You know, what is the larger picture with helping out with maybe something, some type of disaster like that? Well, and Eric, yes, to, that is something that could happen if, like you said, God forbid that happens again. I've not had personally those conversations, so I can't really delve into like what exactly that would look like. But when we ask people to complete an application to join our unit, the St. Clair County Medical Reserve Corps, they fill out a list of, quest of uh, things like, what are, what are some of my qualifications? What are my interests? What is my availability? And one of the questions or opportunities is, am I willing to travel outside of my county? Am I willing to travel outside of my state? So we know those individuals that would be interested in potentially being deployed outside of St. Clair County, and then we would be able to put into place to you know, coordinate with them of helping to make that happen. But how that specifically would look like, I'm not really, I don't feel like I would be qualified to answer that at this point. Cool. I'd assume that, you know, since, since 9-11, um, probably the biggest health scenario would have been COVID that would have occurred, you know, similarly. Um, and, and I know you were 
just uh, you hadn't come on yet really right when all that had happened but i guess with inside the organization how do you and i'm sure you've, you might have heard and if not then nobody did we can move on but you know how they were you know when everything came down how they reacted and how they swiftly moved to kind of start dealing with it the way they had to deal with it i'm not sure what you're asking Stephen. I'm how did, sorry. i guess how did how did when covid came out and covid hit how did you guys react at that time how did you you know i'm just kind of curious on the standpoint of with inside the organization of how you know because again it the the medical reserve corps was created after 9 11 that was the biggest thing probably since 9 11 so i guess how did you know what steps were placed how did they quickly get get moving i guess okay thank you i wasn't really sure so i wasn't even with the health department right when that happened so I really can't answer that. I do know that we had MRC volunteers that collectively gave more than 1,300 man hours during the um, like the mass vaccination sites and maybe even helping with the contact tracing and stuff. So I don't know how that all that how that process looked from the inside because I was still working in another agency at that point. Yeah, and you had your mindset on retirement, right? (laughs) 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 Well, well, good. (laughs) Yeah, right? So, um, well, I guess what other, you know, if somebody wants to get involved, you know, what would be the steps and processes they'd want to take? So a couple of things I really would like to focus is, yes, I want to recruit additional volunteers so I think the easiest for this purpose is I'd like to just maybe provide my phone number and maybe if later it's easier for me to give you my email address as well. So my direct line here at the health department is 618-825-4447. And then we, um, again, like I said, I can later provide my email address because it's one of those long county ones. So it's Cheryl.Brunsman at co.st dash claire.il.us so that's why i'll probably have to email that to you because it's a little bit uh, um it is what it is but so we want to recruit additional volunteers but i also want the community to i want folks to know who we are and so whether it is the alzheimer's walk or the bevel marathon or the pride fest some of those opportunities that are in our community and they're looking for volunteers i want them to automatically know that they can call the MRC and that, you know, I can never make promises. I can't say, oh, I definitely can, you know, send you 20 or 30 or 50 people, but I can send it out to our members or I can ask Kira, my um, teammate, to send it out and we can recruit for those organizations that are needing those. And so, again, we are the medical reserve corps. We can't do just everything. We want to keep some relationship to the medical background, even if you don't have that, but something that's related to health is what I should say. So um, marathon is definitely that the pride fest is, you know, so there's, we can find that relationship. And the other thing is if there are needs in the organization that we can fill. So um, I'll pick on PSOP because that's where I most recently retired. They used to have the benefit of having um, nurses there. When I worked at PSOP back in 93 through 97, there was a nurse there almost every day for the seniors to stop in and whether get their blood pressure checked or 
to just talk about their diabetes or any concern that a nurse could answer. And then it evolved when I was back um, as the executive director where we had a nurse for a half day a week. Well, since the pandemic, they aren't able to have, they don't have a nurse anymore. So that's one of our goals is we're going to, we've got a couple, um, we've got quite a few nurses that serve in the MRC and maybe they have a nurse go in on a regular basis so that PSOP can have a nurse on a regular basis. If there's other senior centers or other agencies that don't have jobs that were previously paid positions, because we can't replace paid positions with volunteers, right. if they have that need that we could help them fill, we want to be able to do that as well. Perfect. Well, Cheryl, we, we, we want to respect your time here. Uh, we, we truly appreciate you coming on. It was, uh, I learned a lot from, like I said, I wasn't even aware uh, of the Medical um, Reserve Corps until we spoke the other day. So uh, I think it's important to get it out to people. Um, so, again, thank you for hopping on with us. Um, I do hear the Oktoberfest going on right down the road. I have to go switch into my lighter hosing before I go down there. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up and, and, and let everybody go and enjoy their Friday. So, again, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Thank you both. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I'll be over at the Oktoberfest myself, but I'll also uh, make sure I send you guys applications to become MRC members. Perfect. Send it over. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you already talked about the confidentiality part. I mean, Steve and I already we, – we can mark that off working at the bank and insurance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. That's right. You're already halfway there. Exactly. Thanks, All right. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. You too. See you, Cheryl. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Growing Belleville Through Community Chats podcast. Please remember to follow and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and community leaders. For additional information from this podcast, please reach out to the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce.